Welcome to CliffCentral.com and you're listening to Michael Jackson. In Conference with Michael Jackson is the name of our podcast, and it's all about the people that I'm lucky enough to meet on my travels around the planet as a global conference speaker. I speak at about 180 events a year, and the people that are on stage before and after me are some of the most fascinating people in the world. So I get to meet some really amazing folks, and we thought here at Cliff Central it would be an amazing opportunity for you to meet some of them as well. So you get to meet leaders, authors, bloggers, publishers, business gurus, strategists, people who've made a fundamental difference in the world of business and in other human beings' lives. Our guest on this show is no exception to that. And those of you, by the way, who are regular listeners will know I'm also very fond of homegrown South African talent. So we're scoring all the way. It's a win-win-win on today's show. We're listening to the words in a moment of the amazing Andy Rice. Now, Andy's probably South Africa's best-known branding and advertising expert. He's found time in his incredibly busy career to talk to us on Skype from the Slow Lounge somewhere at the airport. And here he is right now for us on Cliff Central. Andy, how nice to hear your dulcet tones on the radio, sir. Michael, thank you very much indeed. Good morning, and I'm pleased to be able to find a little slot in your crazy itinerary to speak to you. It's kind of nuts, really. Now, let's talk about your background, Andy, in terms of of where you've come from. I mean, you cut your teeth in the world of advertising and became, as I say, South Africa's best-known branding and ad guru. I mean, you worked with Ogilvy originally. Both you and I have worked for Ogilvy and Mather in the past. Uh, You were a strategist. I was a strategist. And then you went on to found your own agency, Yellowwood. And you've just built one hell of a branded reputation and now reinvented yourself as a bit of a, a hey, radio presenter as well, but also a keynote speaker around the world. What's going on in the world of Andy Rice? Well, Michael, you're right. I mean, I've looked at brands and advertising from almost every direction. I started on the, on the marketing side as a brand manager. So I was responsible for the marketing of brands. And then I moved into advertising and uh, enjoyed the strategy side of things. I was at Ogilvy at the point where strategy was becoming an important offering for advertising agencies um, all around the world. And Ogilvy was pioneering that. And indeed, the Johannesburg office where I was, was pioneering Ogilvy's thinking. So it was a really good time to be getting into strategy. And after having cut my teeth there, I started a business called Yellowwood, which was probably South Africa's first dedicated brand and marketing strategy consultancy. And I'm pleased to say it's still flourishing, stronger than ever. Um, I remain chairman. I don't um, have such a day-to-day role. Um, And that frees me up to do other stuff, including what I'm really passionate about and what I really enjoy, which is conference speaking, because I feel it's it's one way to, in, in, in a sense, give a little bit back to the industry that's looked after me so well all these years. I love that. And, you know, in, in this world of brand everything, where everything, including you and I, have become brands, what intrigues me, Andy, is that if we both go back to our early careers in the advertising world as strategists, as brand consultants, I mean, the stuff that we cut our teeth on if we tried it today would fail because the world of branding has moved along in massive leaps and bounds, hasn't it? You're absolutely right. I mean, if I, it's, it's a point I often make in my keynotes that um, if you do go back and look at the way we thought about brands and in particular how we thought about communicating them to the people who we wanted them to get involved with, um, 15 to 20 years ago, it was it was 180 degrees different to the way that we're starting to do it today. And by that, I mean 
in those days, you'll, you'll probably recall a, a sort of Ogilvy mantra that said, uh, interrogate the brand until it confesses. And that was all about understanding every last little detail of the product within the brand and the brand itself. And so when I worked on exciting brands like washing powders, I had to know how much sodium dichloroisocyanurate there was in the box because that was deemed to be an important part of the communication. Now we've gone completely the other way around and said, look at the brand last. Let's look at our consumers' lives. Let's look at what really matters, regardless of whether it has anything uh, apparently to do with laundry or washing or anything else and then let's build those links back to the brand so we we go life category brand where we used to go brand category life you know what's intriguing me though is that in those early days in my advertising career working with a creative director who you'll know well michael Millsap, he was famous for yeah. saying give me the creative freedom of a very tight brief and like you working on your washing powder i remember one campaign for cullen and brick when they walked in and put the brick on the table and said you know our bricks aren't selling as well as everybody else's but a brick's a brick's a brick what's our point of difference we went into the aspect of even licking and tasting the bricks to see what they were like such was the the in-depth analysis of the product but as you say it's it's become 180 degrees reversed this aspect now of lifestyle first fitting with a brand later i mean it's it is quite a remarkable transformation and turnaround isn't it well it is but it, it recognizes that people have priorities and they know what really matters so if you if you take a typical middle southern omo housewife um, and sit her down and say now, tell me, which is more important to you, um, your kids' education or your laundry? And I think you'll, you'll quickly realize which one is the more important. So if you, can, if you can tap into the things that people are passionate about and then make your brand in some way a facilitator or an enhancer of that, then you've clearly got a stronger strategic foundation than if you start throwing chemistry at the consumer. But surely at some way, even if you go back to our early careers and our dim and distant past, I mean, surely still in those days, kids' education was more important than laundry. Did we get swallowed up, though, in the ad world by our own sense of importance and, and pulled the wool over the customer's eyes, do you think? Yes, I think we did to some extent. I'm not sure that it was, it was pulling the wool over the customer's eyes because that kind of implies that it was, it was a conscious, deliberate act. I think we just focused so strongly on the brand and the product that we, we failed to prioritize what was really important. And we assumed that housewives um, were looking for uh, the whiter wash, and that was their most important priority. What they really wanted to do was to raise a family that was – healthy and inquisitive and gregarious and popular and that, and that their kids uh, reflected all of those attributes and uh, and what what Unilever did very cleverly with Omo is say okay if that's what really matters what is one way in which we can help parents uh, raise kids in that way and the answer that they came up with was let's encourage them to allow their kids to play as much as they want because Play gives you those social benefits, but unfortunately comes also with the prospect of dirty clothes. You can't put a frog in your pocket or ride through a hedge um, on your bicycle without doing some dirt damage to your, uh, to your clothing. But by allowing parents to let their kids do that, uh, out of that came the concept that dirt is good. Entirely counterintuitive for a laundry product, but what it was saying was dirt is good because it's evidence that your kids are playing and that they're growing up to be balanced adults. And, uh, and don't worry about the dirt because we'll take care of it. I love that. Now, reinventing brands, 
You've invented or reinvented your own brand on several different occasions. This brand now, andyrice.co.za, as you say, you're loving what you're doing, talking on keynotes uh, about conferences all across the planet. How did this come about, Andy? I mean, what, what made you wake up from in, inside the world of Yellowwood and go, actually, I want to go and become a keynote speaker as well? Yeah, I really did want to have the opportunity to, to give back a little, and I enjoy the, the keynote conference speaking. I, I um, When I was in Ogilvy and again at Yellowwood, you would get from time to time clients saying, look, we're having our annual conference uh, later on uh, this year, and we need someone to speak on brands and why brands are important in business and how they make a big difference commercially. Um, would you mind doing it? And, and as part of the relationship you have with your client, you say, yes, of course but you don't see it as a commercial opportunity. Um, and I really enjoyed those times when I stood up on the stage and, and shared my brand experience with an audience that wasn't necessarily a marketing audience, but an audience that needed to hear that message. And when, uh, when we sold uh, Yellowwood to uh, an American advertising agency group, TVWA, um, it gave me the opportunity to, to reevaluate what I wanted to do. Did I want to be a strategist full time? Did I want to find some time in my busy schedule actually to, to get involved with the conference speaking market and to, and to share my experience with diverse audiences around the country and around the world? Yeah, and that's exactly my own career in many individual respects, Andy. I just uh, I figured it was a damn sight easier talking on stage than it was developing strategies for clients, quite frankly. it's uh, But it's the most fun you can have with your clothes on as a keynote speaker. <laughs> so tell me what you're telling audiences now. Brand everything. Do they need to brand themselves to be aware of themselves? What are your top branding tips for the planet right now? Well, uh, my, my main uh, keynote looks at, first of all, have to define what a brand is. We use the word so glibly and it crops up in every single um, article and whatever you, wherever you look, you just see brand, brand, brand. But actually, if you sit down and think, now, what is a brand? Everybody has a different answer to that question. So I normally start with a slightly entertaining little exercise, which teaches people what a brand truly is. And then I go into the, into the benefits of having a strong brand, the commercial benefits and the, and the business benefits. And then perhaps the, the bulk of the presentation is about what can we do to build a strong brand? And in that case, the critical message I get through to the audience, if I can, is that um, if a brand is a promise made and a promise kept, then the people who make the promise are the lucky fellows in marketing, maybe a dozen or so of them working as a team, but the people who have to keep the promise are everybody in the organization, every single soul in one way or another, regardless of their job title and what it says on their business card and what their job description says, they are in some way in the world of brand building and brand management. And that's an important message for companies to take away um, for all of their staff to adhere to. And what staggers me when you think of individuals and their own brand persona, you know, all you've got to do is look on the popular social media stuff today. Most people handle their own brand very, very poorly. I mean, you're either a kitten person, a dog person, an out-and-out -out raving lunatic, or just so bland and dull that you blend in. I mean, that's kind of Facebook in a nutshell, really, isn't it? <laughs> yes, it is the sort of <laughs> mad penguin stunts. Um, I think that um, social media have matured to the point where people are suddenly realizing it's not all uh, lightheartedness and, and, uh, uh, and funny videos and that it has become a platform for commentary 
which can bite back. And certainly I think the Twitter is, is a good example of that, perhaps more so than Facebook, where you do actually have to be very cautious in what you say because um, everything is, is, is another brick in the wall that is your brand. And uh, that's a, probably a good lesson to learn. And I think people are, are being a little bit more circumspect now about how they use social media. We could ask Gareth Cliff about that in the studio next door, but let's not go into the world <laughs> of Twitter for him. I, I just yes. think that because people do handle it so poorly, Andy, what advice in the last couple of minutes that we've got for our interview today, what advice would you give people about their own personal image or brand development on social media? Well, I wouldn't give them any different advice to what I would give to an owner of a, of a physical brand, a commercial brand. The most important thing is to, is to define what you want to be. I have a very simple, perhaps even naive approach to strategy, which is to say strategy is simply about getting from point A to point B. Point A is where are you now? And point B is where do you want to be? Um, and that applies to warfare, to sport, to business and to your own personal brand. So the, the two things you've got to put your effort into is to say, what do I want my brand to be known as? So when I say Michael Jackson or Andy Rice, what is the response I would get from most people? Or what would I want to get from most people? So that's point B. Point A is is somehow to do a little audit of where I am now. How, how far short of that ideal point am I? And once you've defined points A and point B, it's actually surprisingly easy to, to develop a strategy that, that will move you from the former to the latter. So there are the wise words of Andy Rice. Define what it is that you want to be. You're a brand even by default. Best way to go and get some information on this, go and check out the man himself. Time is against us, Andy, so I'm going to have to say farewell. But let me push out your website address first and foremost. It's quite simple, andyrice.co.za. And if you Google Andy Rice anyway, you find out everything you need to know about the man. Andy, it's been a real pleasure having you on the program, sir, and I look forward to being on a stage with you somewhere around the world in the not-too-distant future as well. Thank you, Michael. I look forward to that too, provided you're not on before me. <laughs> I love it. And wherever you're traveling to from the Slow Lounge, go carefully and go well. Thank you. It's been a real pleasure having you on the show. You've been listening to In Conference with Michael Jackson right here on your favorite podcast platform. This is cliffcentral.com. Cliff Central. The revolution. I've got something important to tell you. Cliffcentral.com.